listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I have Nancy Miller on with me today. Welcome, Nancy. Thank you. Hello. So Nancy is a friend of mine that I met through ESOM or Excellence in the Supernatural, and she has an amazing story. Nancy, why don't you tell them just a little bit about yourself? Okay. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for having me on, Brittany. I just appreciate it so much and the opportunity to get to share my testimony um, regarding my healing and um, it's just an honor to get to come on and spend some time with you. And I just love you so much. So um, I am by day a hospice chaplain. I'm an ordained minister and my, my job every day is as a hospice chaplain and bereavement coordinator. So I get to work with um, individuals that you know, as they're preparing to um, transition into eternity. And that's just a real blessing and honor to get to do that. Um, And about three years ago, um, the Lord called me to the office of prophet. And um, in that, I have met you and so many other um, just wonderful people. It's like family, you know like people who get you, you know, and that's nice. Um, And so I've been spending the last three years really um, learning about the the gifts that the Lord has given me and anointed me with, um, how to move in what the Lord is taking me into and, um, just learning about the prophetic, um, learning about the supernatural. Um, we have a, we serve a supernatural God and, and the manifestations of that, you know, I grew up in a Baptist church, Southern Baptist. (laughs) (laughs) And my dad was a deacon and, um, which was all well and good. Nothing, um, nothing against that, but, it just wasn't something that we ever talked about. We never heard really about the Holy spirit or anything or any of the gifts. And so, you know, it was all really brand new to me, you know, when the Lord really started kind of moving in, you know, pouring himself out to me in that way. And anyway, so the last three years um, I've been doing that. I'm also in uh, Emma Stark's uh, emerging prophets program She's out of Scotland. Yeah. Uh, That's a great program too. That's been very helpful. And then I uh, teach at my church and I preach sometimes down at a uh, local residential alcohol and drug treatment facility and uh, been called to nations, which blows my mind. And so somehow, somehow the Lord orchestrated me teaching and leading some um, apostles in Africa and Uganda in Kenya. That has been wild because I'm like, Lord, I don't, but you know, he, I, it's such an honor and they're just such a joy to get to spend time with them. And so that's pretty much, you know, the cliff notes on what is going on with me. Oh, I'm married. I'm married, and um, also I have five children, four of which are bonus children, two grandchildren. We have a small farm in Edmond, Oklahoma, and I think that's it. I love it. (laughs) And, you know, it's wild to think, oh, you're called to the nations and what you're doing, but he equips for what he calls to, and he gives the grace. (laughs) Thank you, God, for that. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Because it would be so beyond us otherwise, wouldn't it? Oh, it's just unimaginable. I'm like, I don't know. What is this? How is this happening? I don't know where this came from, but okay. 
I'm following, yes. I'm following where you lead. That reminds yes. me of that song we grew up singing in the Baptist church. Um, wherever you lead, I will go. Mm-hmm. You remember that song? Where? I'm sure I've heard it. I would have to hear it again to know which one, because I feel like there are a few like that. And my mind's going, wait, which song is that? Is it the, or is it the, you know? <laughs> uh, well, I'll but, do you guys a, a favor and I won't try to sing it for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I almost started to. <laughs> and I said, no, Nancy, don't do that. <laughs> oh my goodness. So Nancy has a wild, wild testimony that is a story of what she walked through and then God's miraculous healing. And I've heard bits and pieces of this testimony over the years, but I've never actually heard the whole thing myself. So I'm really excited to hear the whole thing. And I'm also excited for you guys to hear her story. So take it away. Okay, cool. Well, I am excited to tell it. And it is a pretty wild story. And, you know, even to me, I think, you know, I told you, Brittany, I said, you know, if I hadn't walked through it and I heard somebody tell it, I probably I'm not sure I would believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's absolutely the truth. Um, and I have eyewitnesses and, you know, proof of my healing and all of that stuff to go with it. But, you know, about, gosh, a few about six months before COVID hit. Um, in the you know mid 2019, I the Lord really started pouring Himself out to me in like a whole new way, mm-hmm. and it was around the end of 2019 when I start when I really went into a season of heavy travail and intercession. Every morning at 3:30, He was waking me up. This happened for weeks, so so exhausted that I was like, Lord, I mean, just deep travail. And uh, I was like, Lord, can I please sleep tonight? You know, I mean, (laughs) I was so exhausted having, having an idea that there was something coming on the horizon, but not knowing, you know, the specifics of it. Right. We now know that was COVID and, um, and it was right at that, at the beginning of that year, when I actually got the call into the office of profit and um, around, so I, you know, I probably received the call around January, February, and it was about April. I had a lay a team of, I say a team, I'm sorry, a group of women that I was leading at church and Mm -hmm. I was leading um, them in a group called GAT or Grief, Abuse and Trauma Healing Group. And I, we had been together for, you know, a year and a half, almost two years. And I had taken, I took them on a retreat in March And it was right after that when everything pretty much shut down. Like we came back from this retreat and everything just went shut down at that point. Well, a few months later, I have them over to the house and just so that we could get together so we could worship and um, spend some time together in prayer. And a few of the ladies in my group are seers. Mm. And so as they were here, they said, Nancy, you know, there's a dark uh, spirit here. Mm. You know, there's something here. I've seen it, It's you know, a couple times now. Well, my husband had been diagnosed with cancer the previous year. Mm. Actually, they said there's a spirit of death here is what they said. And um, two of them did. And so they kind of pulled me over to the side and like, there's a spirit of death here. I've seen it. And they're both like, yeah, I saw it too. You know, I said, okay, well, let's just pray and, you know, get rid of it. Yeah. I'm thinking that it's in relationship to my husband who had been diagnosed with cancer the previous year. Yeah. And um, so we pray and we all come together and pray and we think that it's been dealt with. And I'm just, you know, being a seer, I was like, well, how did I miss this? You know, 
Mm-hmm. But I do think that sometimes we can be too close to a situation. Yes. That um, that we don't see. And, and that's why it's so important that we have people around us, you know. Yes. And, um, also inner healing, you know, and deliverance and that we are regularly, you know, submitting ourselves to that. But anyway, so kind of fast forward, um, maybe two months. So it's around August at this point. And I just started feeling like I had something wrong. I was mm-hmm. starting to have this pain down in my lower abdomen. And I just knew I I knew that there was something wrong. I knew there was something going on. Yeah. And I kind of, you know how you'll be like, oh, you know, I'm going to talk to the doctor about that. Never thinking it was something, anything serious, you know. So you kind of put it off a little bit, you know, and, you know, a little bit of time goes by. And it's, I remember my husband walking into the kitchen one day and I'm standing in there and I'm just crying. Yeah. And he goes, what is wrong with you? Why are you crying? And I said, I said, something's wrong with me. I said, there is something in my abdomen. I can feel it there. Something's wrong. Something mm-hmm. wrong. So I end up going to the doctor and um, now I had had, let me, let me share this, that uh, I had had previous tumors on my bladder. Oh. And so they were small. Mm-hmm. And so they would go in and they would just kind of like burn it, you know, or, yeah. and I had what they call chronic urticaria which is chronic blood in your urine. And it was from this, you know, from these prior uh, things that I'd had go on. And it was just a situation that I had gotten used to dealing with. By this point, it was so bad that I could see the, the blood in the urine. Wow. And so they do a, um, I guess, a CAT scan or mm-hmm. MRI or whatever it was that they did. And they find a huge tumor in my bladder. And it's so big that it's taking up half the size of my bladder. Wow. So, of course, I'm I'm kind of free. I'm freaked out about it, you know. And I remember coming home and I, I was, you know, we have a farm. And at the time we had some, you know, goats and I think we had sheep at the time and I'm sitting out in the field in the evening because that's, you know, the place where I feel really closest to God is just yeah. in nature, you know? Yeah. So I'm sitting out there and I'm, I'm just looking up at the sky and, and I'm just having, I start having this conversation with the Lord, you mm-hmm. know? And I said, Lord, you know, I know that you are not going to let this take my life. But, and I don't want to go through this. Yeah. If I have to go through it, I just want you to make sure that you're, you know, just you be glorified in this, Lord. Yeah. Lead others to you. Strengthen me and give, deposit in me something that others recognize that encourages them and leads them directly to you. And I just sat out there and cried for a while. And at that point, I had scheduled a session at our local healing room. Yeah. And I go there for inner healing and deliverance on, you know, a fairly regular basis or I try to. So I had um, reached out to them and scheduled an appointment for Monday. And that following Friday is when I was supposed to have surgery. And so Monday I go in and, um, and one of the ladies that's in the, the, my team that had been assigned to me. So they would assign people and then they would give them the names of the people who'd been assigned and they would have a few days to pray over them, you know? Yeah. And one of the ladies' husbands is a seer and he had, um, so I go in and she says, my husband had a vision and he saw a octopus, a black octopus on a thermometer. And it was like pulling down on the thermometer. 
And so I'm thinking because the prior times that I had had surgeries and had had things done, there was a couple of times that I almost died. Oh, wow. It was um, my temperature dropped. My breathing was super shallow. My my husband walked in one time to just a, it was just a standard, I don't know, it might have been like a colonoscopy or something. It was something standard, you know, no big deal. And I was blue and he said, he looked at me and he thought I was dead. And he was like, is this like, she shouldn't look like this. Yeah. And it was the anesthesia. I was having a reaction to the anesthesia. And so one of my concerns in having this surgery on my bladder was that reaction that I have to the anesthesia. Yeah. So when the, when the man saw the, marine spirit pulling on the thermometer, I thought, okay, that's the enemy's plan, you know, and is to try to take me out with this anesthesia. Mm -hmm. So um, I made plan. I called the anesthesiologist Mm -hmm. and I, and said, Hey, you know, I wanted to talk to him about the surgery and about these prior experiences that I'd had. And, he was really kind of dismissive about it. Um, it didn't really take me too seriously, you know. And mm. anyways, I was just like, Lord, I'm just leaving this, you know, in your hands. I'm not going to worry about it. You've got this, right? Yeah. So everybody's praying. And I'm saying, I told everyone, I said, I want you to pray. And I want you to curse this tumor at its root and command it to shrivel and die. Yeah. So everybody's praying the same thing. And so fast forward a few days, it's Thursday. The next day I'm supposed to go in for surgery. Mm -hmm. And um, I have this dream real early in the morning. And in this dream, the Lord shows me this like manila packet of information. Mm -hmm. And in the packet was um, these pictures of me and my family my kids, my son, I had a son that died 20 years ago from cancer. There was a picture of him in there. There was a picture of my oldest son in there. There was a picture of me and there was finance, my financial records. And then there was a prayer, a satanic prayer. Oh, wow. Two page satanic prayer. And the Lord shows me this man, a warlock. Mm-hmm. He tells me this man has is a warlock and he has an assignment against your life. Mm. And I wake up from this dream, you know, about about five thirty in the morning, and I'm freaking out. And just so clearly, mm-hmm. I hear the Holy Spirit say, "Don't freak out. Just get in prayer." Yeah. So. In my prayer posture, when I pray, when I spend time in prayer is I get on my hands and my knees, you know, like I'm kneeling before the throne and I'm, I'm on my face. And it'd been hard for me to do that because the tumor in my bladder was so big that it hurt really bad to be in that position. Yeah. But I got down there and I began to pray and the the Holy spirit takes me to what I now know was the courtroom of heaven Mm. or I, I believe the courtroom of heaven and the throne room of heaven are the same thing. Yeah. I didn't have language to put to it at that time because I, I had never heard of the courtrooms of heaven. Yeah. You know, I had not ever experienced anything like that before. And um, so anyways, I know I'm there. I'm not, I'm not seeing it physically with my eyes, but I am hearing what's kind of going on in there. And I'm seeing, I I feel it's like, you know, when you've had a, you know, on some of like those Marvel movies or the X-Men and they have those superpowers and they could would send out kind of these like sonar waves and the sonar waves act as eyes 
And so, so they see without actually seeing, right? Yeah. Well, that's the best way I can describe what it's like to be, to feel, to mm-hmm. be a fear, but feel with your eyes, you know? Right. And so I'm in the throne room or courtroom of heaven and I am seeing this happen, but with my, my senses, I'm feeling it. I'm, right. I'm hearing it. And the Lord, the Holy Spirit just begins to download in me what to say and and pray. And he has me declare, well, first I repented for a a spirit of fear. Mm. Because, oh, I'm so sorry. One thing I left out was that it kind of it came out when they saw that spirit of fear in my house. Oh, yeah, the, the spirit of death. Yeah, mm-hmm. that or spirit of death that I had opened the door to that spirit of death by a spirit of fear mm. because of my son that I had lost 20 years before. Mm. Yeah, I have an older son who isn't fixing to turn 30 now, but I always had a lot of fear about um, losing him. And yeah. so just constant, you know, needing to know where he was and all this kind of stuff. And so they had told me then that I had opened the door for this spirit of death by allowing mm-hmm. the spirit of fear to control me. And so I'm in the, the courtroom of heaven or the throne room of heaven. And I am repenting for allowing fear to you know, control my life. Yeah. And I renounced every agreement I had made with any of that. And then the, um, then the Lord had, um, then the Holy spirit has me declare what I know to be the truth about what the Lord has spoken over me. Yeah. What I think is interesting is that, when the Lord gives us a word, whether that's through somebody, through a dream or, or just himself personally, you know, that we have to hold fast to that and yeah. know that this is his plan for us. Right. Yes. And so when, when I'm up there and the Lord is, it's like the Holy spirit is in charge, you know, he's orchestrating, but it's like all of this is kind of flowing out of my mouth. I had no, unction, you know, knowledge to do it mm-hmm. coming out. And he has me declare what I know to be the truth about what the Lord has said about my life. And so I begin to say, Lord, I know what you have spoken over me. And I know the plans and the purposes that you have for me. And yeah. I know that I will not lose my life from this. Yes. So, And so he has me declare this. And then I, then I, I'm trying to share what I actually remember. Right. He has me, then I say, and the blood of Jesus speaks a better word over my life. Yes. Blood of Jesus has healed me and the blood of Jesus has set me free. And then I, I began to, I believe, pray in the spirit for a little bit. And then it's kind of like, I'm kind of like, I'm back, you know, not that I transported, but just, you know, in my, in my knowing and seeing and feeling. And then I just said, Lord, I surrender this to you and what you have for me, your will is my will. And yeah. the prayer ended and and in the midst of that there was this unction this kind of recognition that I wasn't in pain anymore mm. but it was yeah. this passing thought like I'm not in pain anymore but <laughs> it was passing so it was like I recognized it but that was that you know I didn't think about it again I'm just blown away by the experience that I just had with the Lord. Right. <laughs> He's shown me this oh, somewhere in there. He had me rebuke the spirit of witchcraft and mm-hmm. some other stuff too. 
So he's just shown me there was this warlock assignment who's been praying against me and revealed that to me and then taken me to the throne room of heaven and interceded on my behalf. And now I'm, I'm back and I'm like, and I'm so filled with peace and joy. Yeah. I get up and I go in and I tell my husband and he's like, well, what do you want to do? And I go, well, let's go, let's go do this, you know? <laughs> so we get to the surgery center and the anesthesiologist that was supposed to be my anesthesiologist isn't there. It's this okay. other. And so I'm a little upset at first. Cause I'm thinking I had a conversation with this guy. We were supposed to have a plan, you know? Right. But he was a bit dismissive and right. And so this new guy comes in and, and so I tell him like, well, Hey, you know, I had this plan with this other guy and, he goes, well, tell me, you know, what was going on. And so I tell him and he goes, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I know exactly what to do. And I was just like, and it was just like, okay, the Lord orchestrated this. Yeah. He took care of this. <laughs> Absolutely. And so um, they're getting ready to take me back. And it, the whole kind of place stops. I mean, you can see everybody kind of standing around. And my husband prays for yeah. me. And I'm I'm starting to kind of get uh, weepy. Uh-huh. And the anesthesiologist holds my hand and he says, I promise you I am not going to let anything happen to you. You know? So he's holding my hand as they take me back. And we was he was just so kind, you know. Yeah. And I'm and I'm weeping not because I'm scared. Not because of anything. It was just the presence of God. Yes. yes, the presence of God that just makes you weep and you just can't. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. It was so overwhelming. Just the peace that I had and the joy that I had. And just knowing like, even if he did decide to take me home, oh my gosh, I, I'm, you know, Mm-hmm. I'm getting to see Jesus, you know, I mean, I just had no fear whatsoever. And it was just the, just the glory of the Lord was in that place. Yeah. And anyways, I wake up and the anesthesiologist is still holding my hand and he begins to say, you're not going to believe it. You're not going to believe it. You're not going to believe it. And I'm like, I'm not going to believe what, you what? know, I'm so groggy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he goes, there was nothing there. And I'm like, I just looked at him and I said, he healed me. God healed me. Yeah. And he was like, he sure did. He sure did. You know, so the doctor, this is, this is even better too, because the doctor's Muslim. Oh, wow. Okay. So (laughs) my Muslim doctor has to go out and tell my husband what's going on, you know? So my husband says, he sits down and goes, I don't know how to explain this. And my husband's like, listen, you don't start a conversation with a husband whose wife's been in surgery by saying, I don't know how to explain. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And I've been telling him about warlocks and stuff that have prayer assignments against me, you know, and he's already, you know, he doesn't, you know, he's like, okay, okay, Nancy, you know, whatever. All right, whatever. Anyways, and he says, I don't know how to explain this, but he goes, there was nothing there. And he said, not only was there not anything there, there was no tumor there. He said, I took a picture of her bladder. He says, it's the healthiest bladder I've ever seen in my life. He said, there's no evidence of prior disease whatsoever. Thank you, Jesus. And and so the Lord gave me a new bladder. Yes. He gave me a new bladder. And he and he and he reveals it to this Muslim doctor, you know, who can't explain anything. And you know, they they were afraid and the doctor tells my husband that he had a another medical student there that morning to observe because mm-hmm. The tumor was so big, he had been up late that night before studying it 
and getting a plan together because he was trying to save my bladder without, you know, when they're that big, you normally can't go in and remove it like that. You usually have to take the bladder. Yeah. And um, then I would have been left with a, you know, bag. Yeah. Yeah. And he said that he just, he couldn't explain it. He couldn't explain it to, you know, any of them. And the anesthesiologist is over the, you know, over the moon about it. And, (laughs) and my husband says to the Muslim man, he says, he says, well, Jesus heals. Yeah. Jesus heals. And he was like, well, whatever it was, you know, but yeah. So God gives me a, a brand new bladder and, you know, I had had blood in my urine for years and I ha- I don't have any more blood in my urine. <laughs> just gave me a new bladder. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He Was doesn't that- just heal. <laughs> he heals with an exclamation point. Doesn't he though? Yeah. I mean, and it just, oh, and, and the way that, he, you know, what blows me away is that he revealed to me the entire time Mm-hmm. what the what the plan of the enemy was he exposed yeah. it and then he gave me the strategy to to yes deal with it yes Praise thank god. you god <laughs> yes i mean that's what that is what is so amazing to me yes that, you know he revealed it and then he gave me the strategy for it and i ne- i never even heard of the courtroom of heaven yeah you know i mean up until this point, you know, I, I didn't even know anything about, you know, being a prophet. You know, it was only, I don't know, good a little in nine months before that, you know, really when all of that started happening. It's been a while. It was it was wild. It was a wild whirlwind of just amazing, miraculous miracles. And, you know, my husband, who is you know, he's definitely, you know, a a believer and a man of God, but you know, all of this supernatural stuff was very new to him as well. And yeah. And all my friends, every, my, my children, they got to be a firsthand witness, you know, to this just, God is just, uh, man, he just blows me away. He's so good. Yes. You know, people go through hardship, but it's never from God. Right. God will allow consequences sometimes of our actions. Yeah. But we deal with evil. Yes. And I love how you shared that, you know, the people had been at your house before and they had, you know, told you about the spirit that they saw. But then in that prayer inner healing session, they said that they could see that it was fear that had opened the door. Mm-hmm. Fear is often a doorkeeper. Kara Starnes calls it that in her book. She calls it a doorkeeper. And when she, when I read that, I was like, that is such a great way to put it. Wow. Because that's the truth. You know, a lot of the time fear is the doorkeeper that opens the door to so many other things. And just the agreement with fear is actually what opens the door to the yuck. Because without realizing it, you know, if you agree with fear ungodly fear. I mean, we're not talking the fear of the Lord, the awe of God, that's different. There's healthy fear. Like you don't want to jump off a cliff, you know, but then there's tormenting fear. Mm -hmm. And if we agree with tormenting fear at all, we're actually agreeing with the enemy's lies and therefore giving the enemy permission to mess with things. Yes. So it's so important to recognize those areas. I always say that fear exposed is fear defeated. If you can name the fear, you can defeat it because once you can name it, you can renounce it and you can break it. Yes. Yep. And the lies, you know, that have been attached to it. Yes. And you know, fear opens the door for that spirit of death. Mm -hmm. So, so oftentimes, you know, I have found now since that time, because that was in 2020, that when I pray for someone, for healing for someone, you know, that there's a spirit of death there that has come through a spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, 
had mentioned kind of briefly, but my son, I had a son that died of brain cancer in 2000. Mm -hmm. And my oldest son, I have held on to him for dear life. And, you know, I, over the years, there's been a few times when I have said to the Lord, can I trust you? Can I trust you with my son? Mm -hmm. Because it didn't work out so well for me the first time, you know? Right. And so this was an ongoing conversation that the Lord was, I, the Lord and I were having. And, and honestly, as I had grown in my faith and gotten in a deeper walk with the Lord, you know, I felt like I thought I had dealt with that. Right. You know, I didn't, I didn't think I was still holding on to that, but in that inner healing and deliverance (laughs) session before it was like when they called it out, it was this racking sobs of just of sorrow and mm-hmm. that's kind of how it came out. And I had been you, that spirit of fear had been controlling my son, mm-hmm. you know, and stifling him through me. Yeah. And that, but it also made me sick, you know, and mm-hmm. gave the spirit of death a foothold in my life. So we were set free of all of that. And, mm-hmm. And, you know, God is just so good to reveal these things to us. If we just go to him and ask him to reveal it. Amen. Yeah. And ask him for the strategies. I'll never forget one. I think one of the most, one of the things that Jennifer has taught over the years that I have felt, feel like I grabbed a hold of more than anything Mm -hmm. was the asking for prayer strategies. Yes. She always says to ask for prayer strategies in any situation. Mm -hmm. So that you get those strategies from the throne room of heaven. Yeah. You know, literally that is what the Lord did. Mm -hmm. He gave me the strategies from heaven to overcome the plans of darkness that, you know, Satan had against my life. Yes. He just, it's just, wow. You know, Mm -hmm. but never in my life would I ever thought that there would have been a warlock who has an assignment against me, you know? Right. And that's, that's been ongoing. And you know, the thing that is so cool about it is that every time that there is something uh, that, you know, a, a plan that the enemy is trying to, to implement the Holy spirit exposes it and gives me the strategies to, to cancel it, you know, to pull pull that down and cancel the plans. Yes. Every single time. I'm like, I said, I bet you that that warlock must be tired. now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh huh. Yeah. See, we might get tired after travailing and praying, but we have God that just infuses us with fresh strength, you know? <laughs> God wears the enemy down until the enemy can't stand, you know? Ah, amen. Hallelujah. And, you know, I started praying for that warlock because I had several dreams where the Lord showed me this person. And so I began to develop this uh, real uh, empathy and sorrow for this person because I could see him. The Lord showed me, you know, times of where he was um, just in so much torment. And so I began to pray for his salvation and ask the Lord to let me encounter him so I could lead him to Jesus. Yeah. That hasn't happened yet, but I'm still asking the Lord for it. Yeah. Yeah, God is just so good. He is good. He is always good. There is nothing but good in him. Amen. And even when we have opened doors to things or when evil or wicked people come at us, he still has enough grace for us to give us strategy, to fight for us and with us, to give us the words to speak that we don't even understand and to deliver us from evil. Amen. Isn't that it? Yeah. Yes. Come on. That's good. Yes. He's Glory. So good. Thank Glory. you, Lord. 
So if you could leave our listeners with one thought today, whether it be a piece of advice and encouragement, just one thing you want them to remember from this chat, what would it be? That the enemy is overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. And so everything that we walk through, God doesn't cause it. He's a good God. He doesn't give bad gifts to his children. He loves us. We live in a world that, you know, got bad stuff in it. And, and, and we encounter things that we don't realize we've kind of been carrying along with us sometimes that open the door for the enemy to try to oppress us and torment us. But in those in those situations, those circumstances that we walk through, those those trials and those fires um, that we encounter in that refining, that there's this there's the testimony that comes out of this. Yes, just and that's why what you do. This is so important, you know, is because it's in that testimony when we share our testimony when we testify that the works of darkness, the works of the enemy are canceled and they are overcome and they are destroyed. Yes. And so by the, by the blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony. And so we have to know that at the end of each trial that we're walking through, the Lord is giving us a testimony and that testimony is going to encourage and inspire someone else to, um, you know, to, to hold on, to cling tight to the promises of God. Yes. Tight to his faithfulness and to cling and hold fast to the, to the promises of God over their life. And uh, remember that, you know, what God, what he has done for me, he will do for you. You know, he is no respecter of persons. You know, he healed me. He'll heal you. You know, it's, um, so, and it, we, but we have to share our testimony. We have to testify yes. of his goodness. Yes. It says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy yeah. and prophecy means it's going to be done. So he did it once he will do it again. It means he will do it again. Yes. Come on. So yes. hallelujah. we testify because we prophesy that he will do it again. Amen. And he does. Amen. Oh, that's good, Brittany. That's good. Yes. Glory to God. Wow. Yeah, that gave me goosebumps. Yeah, I just felt his presence pour in just a second ago. I'm like, yes, thank you, Lord. Would you want to pray over our audience? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we glorify your name, Father. We glorify your name, Jesus. Oh, you are worthy to be praised, Lord. You are worthy of our praise. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Mm -hmm. Lord. We are so grateful to you, Father. Yes. We are so grateful to you. Not just for our salvation and eternal life, but for the victory that you have given us right now today. Because you desire for us to walk in the fullness of our inheritance that Jesus died to give us. And that's an inheritance of health and healing and prosperity and and breakthrough and victory and and ruling and reigning in this earth as as the, uh, the, the, the kings and the queens, as the daughters and the sons that you have created us to be, Father, as your image bearers in this earth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank Mm -hmm. you, Lord, that you never leave us, Lord. Father, I just, I just lift up everyone who, um, whose ears will hear this broadcast. Father, we just, we just thank you that, um, that time and space are transcended with you. That's the thing to you, Lord. And that your spirit uh, penetrates the airwaves. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
We thank you that your spirit penetrates the airwaves. And I just declare that it hits the ears of those who need to hear this message. They need to to be encouraged and they need to be inspired and they need to be reminded that you are faithful and you are good and that you have given us a mighty inheritance through you. And Lord, that you have given us your power, your dunamis power and your authority, Lord. That we can speak to those things like bladder cancer and we can command it to leave in the name of Jesus. Yes. It has to go. I thank you, Father. I lift them up right now today, Father, that you would just that you are just filling them right now with your Holy Spirit, Lord, just falling upon them. Just your fire is raining down from heaven, Father. Your Holy Spirit fire is raining down from heaven. And if there is any infirmity that is in their body right now, Father, we just rebuke it. We rebuke Mm -hmm. that spirit of infirmity. I rebuke in the name of Jesus, the spirit of cancer. Yes, God. I rebuke every health problem. Yes, God. Every um, disease and illness right now in the name of Jesus and we just command it to be gone yes in Jesus name Jesus thank Christ. you Lord we just say breathe on us holy spirit Yes, Lord. breathe on us holy spirit yes, breathe holy on them new life new life speak to their cells Yes, Lord. and we just command them in the name of Jesus to come back to life, to come yes, back Lord. to health, restoration, and healing. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You, Hallelujah. And Thank I just I see right now, just lungs. That somebody with uh, breathing um, issues that you can't get, haven't been able to get enough breath, that there's been disease and illness in your lungs. And we just speak in the name of Jesus. We speak to that lung disease. We speak to your airwaves. We command healing in the name of Jesus. We command that disease to leave right now. And we just declare the breath of God, your Ruah. We just breathe into their lungs. That opens up their, their bronchial pathways and restores their lungs back to normal. Better than before function. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we glorify your name. Thank you, Jesus. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are our healer. Yes, Lord. Thank you, God, that you, that Jesus took on all of the infirmities and diseases upon the cross and it is by the stripes, by his stripes. Yes, Lord. That we are healed. And I just declare that over every listener today. Yes, Lord. And just your glory, Lord. Just pour out your glory upon them, Jesus. Yes, Lord. And that you would fill them with your, just your, your joy, Lord. We just, just declare the joy, unspeakable mm. joy of the Lord over them today. Yes, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I just speak a blessing over Brittany and over her mm. ministry and, and, and her beautiful songs, Lord. You have so anointed her, Father, that her music goes forth and every ear that it hits, it brings forth uh, revival and restoration yes. and um, just a refreshing, Lord, in their lives, in their bodies, in their minds. Yes. I, I just sense that there are, are those who are really struggling right now with depression and just dark 
just feeling overcome, overcome by the um, the sadness in the world, the, the, the things that we see happening. And I just declare that you have the mind of Christ. We rebuke that spirit of depression and we yes. command it right now to take its hands off of you. And every lying spirit must go in the name of Jesus. Yes. We just declare that you have the mind of Christ. Yes. That the joy of the Lord is your portion. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. There is a light. That light is breaking forth and where there, all your light drives out darkness. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus, that your lies, that the lies of the enemy are being destroyed through your truth. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I just, I just speak a double fold blessing over Brittany today, Lord. Just a double fold blessing over her financially, relationally, physically, Father. Just a refreshing over her. Thank you, Jesus. Thank that you, music Jesus. goes forth and her ministry goes forth. Yes. And that it just uh, everywhere it lands. Is your Holy Spirit fire falls? Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Jesus Christ's mighty and matchless name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. And thank you, Nancy, for sharing your testimony today and for praying for everyone. That was Hallelujah. powerful. Absolutely. Praise the Lord. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad. Yes. And I hope this ministers. I know it will. I yes. Will. Yes. Thanks for having me on. Yes. Thank you for coming and thank you for joining us today, listeners. I hope this blessed you and that you have a wonderful week. And I will talk to you next week. Amen. Oh